the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. You know, the first Thanksgiving, according to the historical record, lasted for three days, so I, I think we're continuing that tradition, maybe even four days. The gospel lesson today, this um, rich young ruler confronts Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do to <clears throat> inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, why, why do you call me good? No one's good but God, but know the commandments. And he lists the commandments. The same story is written in the Gospel of Matthew. And there's a little extra phrase in that account from the Gospel of Matthew Jesus says why callest thou me good there is none good but one that is God and if thou will to enter into life keep the commandments and then he listed the commandments if thou will enter into life he said what shall I do to inherit St. Nikolai makes this comment about this contrast. The Lord replied, If thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which? And Jesus said, Don't commit murder or adultery or steal or bear false witness. Honor your father and mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These are the conditions for entry into life. But the rich young man was not asking how to enter into life, but how to have it, how to obtain it, how to inherit it. And he got nailed in the end, didn't he? <laughs> he got nailed. You know the commandments. You say you're keeping them. You're lacking one thing. You want to have this. You don't want to enter into it. And so this requires an act of the will. It requires some effort on my part. The baptismal hymn that we sing at Pascha and we sing at other times of the year, um, Pentecost, uh, Christmas, Epiphany, and, and such, as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. To put on Christ. When I become a Christian, I put on Christ. Have you put on Christ? I have. Have you put on Christ? I have. Have you put on Christ? I have. Does this sound like 
the beginning of a war, maybe. The beginning of a spiritual contest. Perhaps. Does it sound like maybe we need some armor for the contest? You know, first we need to resolve to enter into the contest, and secondly, we have to equip ourselves for the battle. Because there's going to be a battle whether we like it or not. The choice for us is not whether there's going to be a battle, whether there's going to be a spiritual war. The choice for us is whether we're going to fight or win or simply be run over like a freight train. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, describes this contest, this battle, this war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness and the kind of uh, armor that we need to have. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we contend not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness and against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against what? Who? The angels. The fallen angels. The demons. How much time do we spend, and I'm talking to myself here, wrestling against flesh and blood? Wrestling against people. Wrestling against the people closest to us, maybe. In the meantime, the invisible demons surrounding us are laughing all the way. That they got us. These... uh, Principalities, powers, world rulers, spiritual hosts are a part of the nine ranks of the heavenly host. We learn from St. Dionysius, who was a a student of St. Paul. And St. Paul, you remember, said, I was caught up into this third heaven and saw things inexpressible. And he didn't express them all in his letter, but... I rather suspect that he put a little more detail in it with his student because his student wrote it down in detail, the account of of the ranks of the heavenlies. The seraphim, cherubim, and thrones in the first rank of the angels, the dominions, the virtues, and the powers in the second rank, and the principalities and angels and archangels in the third rank. And so... If we were to consider the power and work of these celestial hierarchies that, uh, that uh, St. Dionysius wrote down, then 
we might also consider just by way of speculation, and forgive me for my, um, my theologumina, my, uh, my uh, haughty opinions and speculations about this, but I thought that we might spend just a minute looking at the contrast. It might give us a better idea of who we're fighting against. And so... <clears throat> If St. Dionysius says that the principalities or the princes exhibit divine lordship and true service and that through them the soul might turn from its attachment to worldly pursuits towards the service of God and ultimately become a co-worker with his ministers, could it be, and this is my speculation, that the fallen principalities exhibit demonic rule and place us in evil servitude and through them the soul turns from its attachment to the heavenly pursuits towards the service of Satan and ultimately become co-workers with the fallen ministers. You think that, that an angelic power such as a principality when they fall, when they fall isn't, our, isn't our fallenness isn't sin a kind of perversion of good? It is not a total loss of goodness or a total loss of power, but a perversion and a twisting of it? The powers or authorities, St. Dionysius says, gives us aid and help from God. By redirecting and overcoming with irresistible power the forces that fetter the mind of man to the things of earth. Would you like that kind of help? Boy, I would. <laughs> I would like that kind of help. But could it be that the fallen powers, the fallen authorities, give us wicked aid and help from Satan by redirecting and overcoming with irresistible powers the forces that would enlighten and unite the mind of God to the things above? They're fighting against us. The virtues, which I believe St. Paul in this chapter, they sometimes the names kind of float around, calls them world rulers, or at least it's translated world rulers here. The virtues are bestowers of grace and courage. Grace and courage. Could it be that the world, that the fallen world rulers, that the fallen virtues bestow on us and inflict on us laws that are devoid of grace and instill fear in us? I'd rather have grace and courage than, than law devoid of grace and fear. I'd rather have that. Dominions, St. Dionysius says, impart order and justice through which liberty, true liberty, is gained. Could it be that the fallen among the spiritual host, the fallen dominions, destroy order, inflict chaos and injustice through which true liberty is lost? I don't want to fight 
these. I don't want to engage in battle with them, so I won't. Right? You know what? They're going to come after us whether we like it or not. But we're, we're not, we are not in a hopeless situation because we've been given the armor. When you were baptized, when you were chrismated, you were armed. You were armed here, 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 here. Armor. Stand therefore. Take the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. Gird your loins with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the equipment of the gospel of peace, beside all these taking the shield of faith, which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Imagine a, a, a soldier here for a second. He's got his... His, his girdle, his belt on. And he's got a breastplate on, big breastplate, metal, so that spears and arrows and such can't penetrate it. He's got his combat boots on. And he's got a shield. And he's got his helmet. And he's got a sword. It looked like anybody we know. So this is the the armor that we put on to fight against flesh and blood, isn't it? <laughs> so Saint Paul says, put on, put on truth, put it on right here. Right here. You remember, some of us remember, most of us, who came to the Orthodox faith as adults, we used to say that this Orthodox faith was put in our spiritual guts together. Spiritual guts. Because it was the truth. The truth. Well, we need to put our belt on every day. Not 30 years ago. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Discipline, soldier, soldier of the Lord. Put on your belt. What is our belt? It's the truth. Put on righteousness. Put on righteousness. Put on the gospel of peace. You know, we kick people when we're mad at them, right? Okay, well, we got a different set of boots on if we're going to be Christians and fight against the devils. It's peace. It's a boot of peace. Faith. Faith against the darts of the devil. Salvation. How many people have saved their lives with a helmet? 
bullet came off of their helmet. How many people have, have saved their lives riding a motorcycle that they had, had, had their helmet on when they crashed? A helmet can be our salvation. And it can be our spiritual salvation. And the sword, the word of God, to speak the word of God. Maybe we can say, well, I don't have all this. I don't have all this in me. Yes, you do. Let me tell you why. Because we have Jesus. And Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the righteous one, and we have his righteousness, and he is the prince of peace, and he gives us peace, and we bestow peace on others because of the peace from above that he's given us. And Jesus is the faithful one, and we live not by our own faith, but we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us, and gave himself for us. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is the word of God. And when we speak the word, it cuts like a sword through the evil and the falseness of this age. If, if you're going to have to go to battle and you are, the choice is not whether there's going to be a battle. If you've got to go, would you rather go into battle unarmed or armed? St. Paul is exhorting us today to come armed. And it's not outside of anybody's reach to battle against the wiles of the devil. Did you battle trying to be thankful for Thanksgiving this year? Did you come to the Thanksgiving table wondering, well, what am I thankful for? Have I really, have I really got it inside me this year? Is that an attack of the invisible forces to take our thankfulness away? We have Jesus Christ, and we can be thankful for him and for the heavenly food and for the heavenly hosts that surround us and for the soldiers of God that have put on their armor to help us to know how to fight. Some have said that St. Demetrius, the great martyr, and St. George, the great martyr, and if you remember their icons, you can see them on their, soldier, on, their, on their horses with all their soldier gear, with all their armor. That St. Demetrius and St. George are on earth to us what St. Michael and St. Gabriel are in heaven to the heavenly host. We're surrounded. We are in a battle. Let us take up our armor and fight that we might enter in to the kingdom of God. Amen.